Hello, hello guys, it's me, Patty. Uh, I've been away for a little while, um, just dealing with life. Anyway, um, thought I'd check in and see um, how everybody's doing, let you guys know um, what's going on with me. I um, I don't know if I mentioned this in a, peri- in a previous um, recording, but um, recently I embarked in the business of flipping houses. Acquired a property, uh, started working on that project back in June, negotiating back and forth. Um, maybe, yeah, in June. It was in June. Anyway, it took the seller about two months. No? It took the seller three months to be able to provide clear title. We finally closed uh, September I think September 7th or or 17th, one of the two, I can't quite remember. Anyway, started working uh, on rehabbing the property. Back then, I have a partner. Um, initially, we hired somebody she knew because that person said that they could get it done in six weeks. Long story short, uh, we're still not done. <laughs> Had to fire that guy. Um, allowed my partner's husband to bring in a guy he knew. He pocketed $3,000, a little over $3,000, and dropped the job like a hot cake. And um, now I am DIYing my rehab for my investment property. Um, I decided to take to YouTube to learn how to do certain things. I'm one of those people that when I embark in something that I'm not necessarily, you know, versed on or that I don't have experience with, I'll go to the web and to different people to ask how this is done, blah, 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 blah. So I've watched, you know, a bazillion videos on how to tape and float sheetrock, how to hang sheetrock, how to tape and float sheetrock, how to, uh, you know, install tile. And the latest is uh, texturing your walls. Yes. So much fun. I haven't necessarily done the actual hanging of sheetrock. I did some taping and floating. Um, looks great, by the way. And uh, I haven't done the tile myself because I do have someone that is very dear to me that is helping me with that. He is totally amazeballs. Um, but I am actually doing the texturing myself of the walls. So that is fun. Uh... I see why they charge what they charge, even though the people that came through were not going to do it the way that I'm doing it by hand. They were going to use a machine. Um, But I can see how it can be pricey because I have some serious muscles now. (laughs) Uh, I am buffed the hell up. Uh, Just kidding. Um, It's painful, especially when you're not used to to moving in this way, when you've stopped working out because you just decided that after 40, who cares? Um, Deep down, I care. I I just don't care enough to actually get back into a workout routine and regime and and all that but I will I will uh, especially now that I see like the effects of this manual labor on my body I I really think it's important um anyway so I've been working on that uh it's coming along great uh we are definitely um way overdue on our on our completion date um trying to keep the budget within reason 
um, because we've had to pay people that have started jobs and not completed them because sadly enough, I wasn't handling necessarily the money part and the payment part. Otherwise, um, this man would have never gotten as much money as he did. Um, but now I am, I am handling, uh, the financial aspect as far as who gets paid, who gets hired and what, who gets to do what. So I, I'm confident that we will be moving forward faster, not because I'm better at it, but because I don't put any heart when it comes to whether or not this, this contractor, um, is going to be paid up front or not. It's, it's, you're not going, I'm not going to finance your, your job for you. If you can't afford to come to work, I'm sorry. I just can't give you money up front for work that you have not completed. So, uh, lesson learned. Um, things have been, uh, you know, just, whew, man, I know for a fact that this is something that I enjoy doing. So uh, this, I know for a fact that I'm going to be doing it again here soon. So with that one, with the next one that I do, I will be um, updating uh, more often as to progress and where we are in the in the uh, process because I think that that could be a good um, blueprint for someone else that wants to get started. The first thing um, that I did with this one is, you know, I just, I hit HAR, uh, I hit HAR.com and, uh, that's the Houston Association of Realtors, uh, website. Cause I am in Houston and I just started looking for properties. You know, I partnered up with a realtor, um, and, um, because of the volume that I, I project to be bringing to her, the fee, we negotiated a fee, which is reasonable, so that there is more money left over for my investment. And um, that was my first step. I contacted a realtor, uh, you know, we interviewed each other, we are working together. And um, I do most of the legwork as far as like, finding the properties and, and all that good stuff. And all she does for me is obviously make the properties available for me to see them and, uh, prepares, uh, my contracts. Um, but I f actually find the properties for myself. You know, I'll, I'll be like, okay, Hey, I saw a property on such and such street. Can you, uh, make appointments for me, uh, for, for me to go see it. And that's where we go. Like her, her involvement in the process is it's really generic and with as far as what realtors do which is you know they contact sellers or other agents to make appointments for you they drive with you everywhere she's really not doing all of that driving around because i'm not gonna go see 10 houses and not buy anything when i go to see a house i've already made up my mind that i'm more more than likely going to make an offer so she's not really wasting her time and i wanted to clarify that because um people people sometimes think that that uh working uh in this way there's something wrong and she's still getting paid She's just not doing the traditional show this person 10,000 houses before this person knows what they want to buy. When we go look at a house, it's usually narrowed down to two or three. And I'm usually 
nine times out of 10, I already know which one I want to submit an offer on because I've already done my numbers. I do my own CMAs. I do all of that. She doesn't have to do any of that stuff for me. When normally uh, you will have your realtor, you know, look up a bunch of properties, compare the prices and, you know, do your, your comps and all that good stuff to make sure that you are getting a good deal. So in our case, she's not doing any of that. I normally prepare, um, I'll, I'll do a, like a draft contract. You, you, I, you know, sometimes I have my own forms, um, or I just use the ones that are on the website online or whatever and then I send them to her she transcribes them does whatever and then everybody signs um so that's pretty much how we're working so that's why we came to an agreement on a flat fee rather than you know a flat fee for her rather than you know the the regular commissions um and because we're doing a lot of properties obviously there's incentive for her to continue to work with me because her part on the deal is minimal but she's still getting the you know the commissions uh, the next thing that I, I do is, um, you know, I, I do ex- extensive, extensive market research before I even go to an area to look at a property. You know, I sit there and I play with uh, with numbers and I, I look at the tax records. I look at uh, foreclosure rates, all of that good stuff. And the reason I do that is because... Um, I've been doing real estate since back in 97, shortly after I graduated from high school. Um, And I've seen so many people go into a neighborhood, see a house that they like, only to find make offers and go back and forth only to find out that the property really was not worth whatever they offered or or that there's other issues or there's a high foreclosure rate in the area or this that and the third and so I take great care and I and I pay great attention to those details if you have a lot of foreclosures in the area you're your uh, uh, market value is going to drop. So you definitely want to uh, take that into consideration when you're looking for your properties. I also do different um, uh, uh, net scenarios, like what's going to be my net profit if I sell at this price and if I sell at that price and if I sell at that price and if we have this kind of situation. I do all of those. So usually... Before I I submit an offer, I've looked at four or five different scenarios as to, okay, this is my break even. So if I go below this price, that's just, I'm going to be at a loss. This is my break even. This is where I make this much. This is where I make that much. And is there room in that neighborhood market value for me to make that kind of money? I take all of that into consideration. Um, and, and, just to make sure that it's worth it for me as a as a person that's been in real estate for so long making two or three thousand dollars on an investment it's not worth it for me it's not worth it for me um you need to be making uh, for me i need to be making an, at least ten thousand dollars off of a property in order for be for it to be a good investment for me. This is my criteria. I know people that will buy a property, rehab it, and make 5000 and be happy with it. If that's your thing, go for it. But for me, my rule of thumb is 10. 
10. If I'm not net netting $10,000 at least, I don't want it. And this includes when you have a partner. So if your net overall is 20,000 and you are a 50-50 partner, good. But if you're like 60-40 or something like that and the net is 20,000 and I'm that 40, it's not going to work for me. Because I want to be I want my rule of thumb is out of every property that I invest my blood, sweat, and tears to, including my money, I want to net ten thousand. Now, like I said, that's just my preference. You can do whatever you want to do. If five thousand is okay for you, then go for it. The way I see it is, for example, with this particular project that I'm working in right now, working on right now, um, you know, I've been I started with the offers and the back and forth back in June. If I do that the math by the hour and I made less than $10,000 at the time that I sold this property, I'm worth less than minimum wage. And I think that, uh, for me particularly, because I do take a lot of care and I, and I invest a lot of time into my deal, uh, especially this one, it wouldn't be worth it if I couldn't net $10,000. Not saying that that's what I'm going to make, but uh, I know that that'll be the least amount that I will walk away with after all of my calculations, uh, per se. Um, what's another thing, dude, research your jobs, like do real research on how much things cost. Gee whiz, I had a contractor come in and tell me it's going to be $900 uh, worth of sheetrock. Turned out to be $1,500. I took his word for it. Never do that again. Never do that again. I need to go. And this, this here has served for me as a learning experience. So if I only net $10,000 and the experience that I gained from this, I'm winning. Um go in and measure yourself if you don't know how to measure my friend google knows everything and so does youtube but um i used uh home advisor for for calculating certain things and then um i went with whatever my contractor said bad idea Bad idea because this particular contractor was not very knowledgeable and sadly that cost us six weeks and money. And so avoid that. Trust your gut. Uh, consult uh, the internet. Call in several uh, contractors. Get different quotes. Don't necessarily just go for the cheap quote. Go for the one that makes sense. Go for the one that makes sense. When you stand in a room and you see what you want, you know exactly what you want to do in that room and you can see that that's going to take work and that requires some level of experience, some level of talent. And you, let's say you looked online and online he said that it cost $2,000, but this person is offering to do it for 800, nine times out of 10 that person is lying to you just to get the job and once they're in it then they'll figure it out 
And that's not a good way to start. Telling you because it just happened to me. So stay away from that. Don't, I'm not saying, you know, go and spend all kinds of crazy money. Not necessary. But do, you know, uh, be mindful of who you hire. The cheapest is not always the best. Um, what else? I was reading a book uh, or listening to a book because I, I don't necessarily like to read. But I, I was listening to a book that um, gives you, you know, tips and just just a blueprint on how to do your your investments. And one of the tips that he gave was to have like line by line itemized things that you want done in the property. So, for example... I did it to when I first started. I did it when I first started, but I did it for me. And so that I could show my lender what I was going to be doing. I didn't do it for the contractor. Right? So when the contractors came, every time the contractor, a contractor was going to come and give me a quote, I had to be there to tell them what I want, to tell them this, to tell them that. While if I had just printed out the line items of what I wanted, I could have left those sheets, let's say, per se, in the house or sent it to the contractor beforehand. Um, I should have installed a lockbox uh, from day one to where contractors with a code, you know, to where I could just give the contractor the, co- the access code and they can come in with a little line item sheet that I gave them and they can give me quotes itemized quotes not general quotes itemized quotes for what I wanted done um well this book and I can't remember the name the exact name right now but it's the real estate investors blueprint I think it's called I'll look it up and and I'll let you guys know what book it is but anyway what he tells us in that book is that if you have that itemized list of the things that you want to get done and you leave the space for the contractor to just write in their price you can compare and you have a, 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 a better idea as to how much is going to cost to do what you want done because sadly enough People will come in, you tell them what you want, but because you're not experienced, they'll give you a, a, or you're not a contractor, you don't do this kind of work, you don't know that, for example, I didn't know that doors came without trim. I didn't know that you could just buy a door without the freaking frame. I thought, but when you sold me a door, you give me everything that goes with the door except for the door handles of course not so so my initial quote for doors was really cheap because the price that showed was a door without the frame and then a door a door with frame without a frame and without the trim around it who knew okay smart ass you knew I didn't. But anyway, so if this is something you're trying to do, you want to just do as much research as you can beforehand. And it also depends on the type of property that you're purchasing. For example, we purchased a property that was already gutted. So it was it is two by fours. It was just a frame inside and the brick around the house. There was nothing else but an old rusted 
tub and shower. There was nothing else in this house. So uh, you had, I had to, uh, obviously I knew we had to put up walls. Then it was an older house, so we needed to update the wiring, the electrical wiring. And I had three people come in to do work on that. Two out of three did it wrong. The third, an actual licensed electrician came in and made it all just look beautiful. Then I'm told uh, with the second contractor, let me just do the frames for the doors, the, the trim for the doors, da, 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 da. Then I have my, uh, my good friend come in and say, well, why didn't you do the texture before you did the frames or the trim? It would have been easier. Now you have to go back and clean up your trim because some of your texture is getting on your trim. Hence, tape it, <laughs> tape it, tape it before you apply your texture. So these are all little, uh, you know, learning, uh, learning as you go type of situations. But these are situations that can be avoided. Um, if you go online and you look for a video on how to do flips and they don't talk about these kind of things. They don't tell you that. There's a guy out there. I saw his video a couple of times. I saw several of his uh, little videos. And he'll tell you, okay, do your, you know, do your net, blah, blah, blah. And then increase it by 6% to, a, to account for, you know, any unexpected um, stuff. 6%, it's a good number. Um, I, I think that's great. But what about when... You contracted somebody, you, you, you got your contractor, he said all the right things, and then they tell you, oh, well, caulking of the trim is extra. WTF to that, if I hired you to put up the trim, I'm expecting you to give me trim finished and ready for me to paint, right? Wrong. Uh, some people will do it and as in, in automatically include it in their quote. Others want you to tell them that that's what you want. So you got to be careful with those things. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, be careful of contractors that think that because you are re, re- rehabbing the property, they can just take things. For example... Um, there was a really a cute lamp in one of the restrooms, um, but it had to be taken down because it was hanging. It was a good lamp. It was just hanging because when they tore down the wall, they just left it hanging. Well, someone that came and was working in the house took my lamp without asking me first. Um, I said, obviously, I'm going to redo the bathroom because remember the house is gutted. So the contractor proceeded to remove the tub and try to take it because it's one of those heavy uh, metal uh, tubs. Well, depending on my budget, because of the extra things that came up that I didn't account for because I didn't have the detailed um, rehab done, that's on me, um, there, there was the possibility that I have to resurface that tub and put it back in well this guy never asked me if he could take my tub he went ahead and removed it from the from the bathroom 
put it on his dolly, and I arrived just in time to let him know that, hey, I might be refacing, refurnishing, um, refinishing that tub and reusing it. Oh, well, I was going to sell it. I never told you you could take it. I never told you that. Why would you assume? Anyway, we're not going to go there. So it's, it's little things like that, that um, a lot of the videos, a lot of the books, a lot of the, the information you find on Google will not tell you. Another thing is that most contractors are used to getting a contract and not seeing the owner until it's time to get paid. Well, that's all fine and dandy if you trust your contractor. But for me, I found that it's better and they do much better work when you are there. Not all day, but when you just pop in. Just pop in. Take the time to just kind of like stick your head in there and be like, hey, where are we today? What's going on? Maybe not every day because then you become predictable. But just pop in. Just pop up like, boop, hey, here I am. What's going on today? Blah, blah, blah. Why? Because in one of my pop-ins or my pop-ups, I should say, I noticed that they were, um, they were not putting uh, screws on um, on all the all the walls, as far as like when they hung the sheetrock, they missed some screws. So when you touch that wall, it's loose. The only reason I found out about this is because I kept doing my pop-ups. So and every time I asked them, "Hey, doesn't this need screws?" Oh, I'll do them later. Do them later became I had to bring somebody else in to fix that because he never got it done. You see? Then the second contractor uh, that my partners, uh, my partner hired, um, he told me, well, you know you don't have to be here every day. Oh, I do because this is my project. This is my project. So I have to make sure that everything is being done the way I, I, I want. I had this guy to ask me, uh, when I asked him for a quote for sheetrock because I, there was another property down the street that I was uh, in the process of negotiating, he asked me, "When you want the sheetrock, do you want a level one or you'd want a level five? And I asked, "Well, what does that mean?" He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I mean, level one is like, eh, you know, you just put it up. Level two is a little better. Level three, level four, and level five is like this is in city inspection ready." And I'm like, "Well, what the hell does level one include?" one screw per stud like what the hell does that mean like I don't understand what level one sheetrock hanging looks like to the day or maybe I do because I still found walls that only had like the screws at the top and the screws at the bottom but none in the middle and if you go to google or to youtube and look up hanging drywall you'll see that they put screws at every two by four I think it's every 16 inches or every 12 inches anyway but you have to secure uh the sheetrock to the two by fours in order for you know the wall to work um then he asked me well what kind of tape and float do you want level one or level five i said you know what i'm done with your levels i want good work do you want level one or level five pay 
What does that mean? Well, if I feel like you did a shitty job, should I just give you level one pay or not pay you at all? You know, it's like, what the hell is going on? When did the quality of our work just become negotiable? Especially when you're looking, you know, into working at a house that is going to be sold for a family to live in. Like, how is that? Like, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, be, so you need to watch out for that, you know. Um, make sure that, that you have an ethical um, contractor that prides himself in his work. Those that don't, don't have pride for their work will do shitty work and expect you to pay and accept it. And, well, that's totally uncool. Um, there's several other little things that I'm going to be addressing over the next couple of episodes that, um, that I, uh, um, upload or whatever. But for now, I think that's like my main thing. Make sure if you're doing, uh, if you're trying to buy a house, even if this is just a one-time thing to rehab and sell, or maybe to rehab and live, do all your research before. Before even looking for a house, do the research as to like if you if you're gonna need to gut it. How much does it take to like do demo, and then how much does it take to put up reframe a house, and how much does it cost to you know once you reframe it to uh, um, waterproof your walls and all of that good stuff. Because found out the hard way, if you don't waterproof those walls, water might be getting in. Or moisture might be getting in through some places. And so you want to take a, you definitely want to take all of these little things into consideration. Anyway, that's my time for today, guys. Um, we'll be coming back with some other tips and thoughts about what I see and what's been going on with my rehab. And uh, also, I have a couple of controversial uh, topics that I want to uh, touch on and then over the next couple of weeks. Um, just just we have so much going on right now not just in the u.s but around the world but i will be talking about what's going on here just because this is where i live but how some of the things that are going on here sadly are so common elsewhere and um that's my time i'll talk to you guys later take care